Hello and welcome to the Ecstatic Rabbit Podcast, a space for esoteric exploration, heartfelt insight, and expansive curiosity. I'm your host and the founder of Ecstatic Rabbit Tarot, Sarah Corbin Wolf. And here we are today to pull a card for this new moon in Aquarius happening on January 21st. Now, full disclosure, I am recording this a number of days ahead of time, more days than I ordinarily would prefer. I do try to record these and publish them and get them edited and all of that quite close to the newer full moon that we're working with. Um, but due to some travel plans, this is coming at you from mm, five days ago. <laughs> so if there's anything that's happened in the world, um, just know that that's not going to be integrated into my um, consciousness here today as I pull a card. And hopefully, all is well. You in the future. Okay, let's get down to it. So a new moon in Aquarius. The basics here. Uh, we're working with a new moon. I feel way more comfortable in new moon energy than full moon energy. I blame my Scorpio stellium because new moon is about... Well, for me, that means that it's often about the underworld. It's about uh, what's happening below the surface, what's happening behind closed doors and beyond the veil. Um, there's that question of what is the invisible magic, right? That's often um, what I find myself thinking about at a new moon. Uh, we're not in that bright, glowy, see-it-all, light-up-the-forest energy. We're in small, quiet, hard-to-travel <laughs> <laughs> right? Which makes it no less powerful, that's for sure. But it's a very different vibe. And then Aquarius. So we're kicking off Aquarius season. Um, something that I learned from my dear sweet friend Andrea Webb over at Every Light Wellness, who I wholeheartedly recommend for astrology and herbalism alike. Um, also some fierce Instagram presence. Um, we were talking about how Aquarius is sort of... Uh, the unnatural instinct, right? And I know I associate Aquarius a lot with like aliens. <laughs> um, and I think that part of that comes from that. It's it's this sense of instinct and natural uh, know-how that isn't so natural, isn't so familiar. It's less alien and more, I don't know, it makes me think of like the different representation of angels in various media. Like I think about the angels in the um, Golden Compass series, the His Dark Materials series, rather. I think about the way that angels show up in uh, Angels in America, these sort of freaky, uh, otherworldly, yet all too human, almost uncanny valley kind of creatures who do have this sense of humanity and yet are not human. Um, so there's something about that particular paradox that feels very Aquarius to me. For me, this Aquarius season, I'm really setting some intentions around um, trusting nonsense, uh, trusting that my intuition may not always be practical, but that doesn't necessarily mean I should not follow it. Um, it's an interesting blend of water and air, right? Because I place imagination in air and yet its connection with sort of dream logic totally ties it down to water. And of course, Aquarius is an air sign, but is represented by the, the water carrier. So there is this odd, <laughs> odd, odd blend happening. 
Um, so I'm going to send you off to an ad break. And when we're back, we will pull a card and see what we can see for this new moon. today with the very sweet, gentle, beautiful Line Strider deck. Let's see who wants to come play. Mm, the Seven of Swords. This card is all about getting your head and your toes facing the same direction. What we see in this card is uh, a um, Mm, not necessarily a lack of focus, but but um, it's like a zoomed-in focus. There's a single-mindedness. There's a stubbornness to this card that really invites us to zoom out a little bit, to get some perspective, and to do so by, again, getting our nose and toes facing the same way. By bringing our brain and our body into alignment in a shared purpose. There's something of the chaotic that we see when, when that alignment is not present, right? We see uh, in the traditional Rider White Smith illustration, which you might be familiar with, we see someone with their head facing one way, their feet facing the other, they're carrying these swords, the swords are falling out. In this line strider illustration, we see a similar uh, uh, disjointed physicality, uh, as well as those swords sort of falling away behind somebody. There's a million questions to ask about the story happening in this card, and I think that that is a, a meeting of form and content, right? Because we don't know. It's hard to understand what this person is doing. Are they stealing swords from the uh, enemy camp? Are they trying to move the armory from one tent to another by themselves? all in one fell swoop, you know, it's, it's uh, going to the grocery store and knowing, okay, I need three things. And so I won't get a basket, I won't get a cart, and then landing yourself at the cash register with 8 million things pouring out of your arms. Or maybe that's just me. And that's a moment, right, when my body, knowing, okay, I need cauliflower, I need milk, I need bread, <laughs> whatever it is, is out of line with with my brain, which is saying, you know, oh, what about those cookies? Or, ooh, what about that salad bag? And maybe it's the other direction, right? Maybe my brain says, okay, just get these things. And my body is like, no, but, you know, it would be great is your favorite frozen pizza. You know, it would be great is that filet of salmon, whatever the case, right? Either direction, whichever way we're going here, the brain and the body are not conferring, they are not collaborating, and the result is a disjointed, chaotic, unclear, and probably unsuccessful venture, or at least one that requires doubling back. You know, efficiency is not the best thing in the world, but we're li when we're living in the world of swords, the need to retrace your steps and pick up the swords you left behind and bring them over. It's just not quite the way that swords encourages us to operate, uh, uh, that swords is most comfortable. 
operating in. The last thing I'll say here is that sevens are always uh, representative of an internal journey that we mistake for an external journey. So if we take it back to the grocery store metaphor, let's say that my brain is saying you just need milk and my body's saying, yeah, but look at that salmon. In that case, <laughs> it's very possible that whatever resulting chaos I show up at the cash register with, arms full, overloaded, um, you know, I should have gotten a basket, I should have gotten a cart. It's very, very possible that that is indicative of an internal state of confusion, uh, maybe some dysregulation, um, maybe some exhaustion, whatever it may be. There's probably an inside story happening that is uh, connected to, if not causing, uh, that external lack of focus, right? So if I got my nose and toes going in the same direction, maybe I'd have made a list. Maybe I'd have thought to get a basket and wind up at the register, ready to go, head home, cook my dinner, etc. I think I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> I think that that's who we have to thank for, for, my, for my metaphors today. Anyway, as always, take what works for you. Leave what doesn't. I hope that this is uh, bringing a little bit of clarity, a little bit of wisdom, and a little bit of like uh, uh, a little, it's actionable, this card. It's really asking us, okay, what direction is your face? What direction are, are your knees? And can we get them facing the same direction? So whether that's a metaphor, whether that speaks to you on an emotional level or a spiritual level, or whether maybe like... You do a movement meditation if that's your jam and, and experiment with what it is to find a twist away from each other and then to snap, elasticize back into alignment. See where it takes you. Alrighty, I'll see you again on February 5th for our next full moon. Until then.